Welcome to God Books, the podcast where we talk to bookshop owners all around the world. Hi, everyone. Um, so this episode that you're going to listen to today is a little bit different than our usual conversations with booksellers. That's right. This is a recording of a phone call we had last week with uh, Samir Mansour, the founder of um, Samir Mansour Bookshop in Gaza, Palestine. This was founded 21 years ago. Um, it was a two-story bookshop, a very beloved part of the local community. It had tens of thousands of books covering everything from philosophy and art history to fiction and children's books. And also had the largest collection of English literature in Gaza, which is quite an amazing feat. It was one of the few ways in which people in Gaza could get access to English literature or, or books translated in English. Um, it was also part of a publishing house that focused on Palestinian writers and promoting their voices within Gaza, but also outside of, of Gaza and outside of Palestine. So the reason why we use the past tense is because on the 18th of May 2021, so about two months ago, during the 11th day conflict that killed more than 250 people in Gaza and 13 in Israel, Samir Mansur bookshop was bombed and destroyed. Um, in, this, in this tragedy, Samir lost almost 100,000 books. These were books that served school children, adults, everyone in the community. And um, unfortunately, they were unable to save any of the books from this large collection um, from, from the bombing. The type of goods that can enter Gaza is limited. Um, so the international aid that has been restricted under the blockade since 2007 is now largely blocked from reaching Gaza. Up until the bombardment, a 21-year-old bookshop was able to provide a fair amount of things people craved due to the siege, getting Palestinian voices out from Gaza and bringing the world's literature into Gaza. But um, yeah, so this, this is a very sad story. We, we read this um, from different sources. We saw it across social media. We thought maybe this is a story we should, we should have on our podcast as well. The silver lining or the, the good news after this tragedy is that the Mansour family, Samir and, and his son, they are determined to keep rebuilding the bookstore and keep the literary spirit alive, even though obviously they risk future destruction, which is a terrifying environment to build a bookstore in. Um, they have quite a bit of support from hundreds of book lovers inside and outside of Gaza. And some of them have actually gone the extra mile. Right now, a fundraiser managed by human rights lawyers Mavish Rukshana and Clive Stafford-Smith has raised more than $200,000, 228304 raised out of the 250,000 gold to be precise. This money is aimed to help rebuild the shop and thousands of donated books have been sent from all over the world to help Mansur restock. So the goal of this fundraising campaign started by um, by Makvish and, and Clive Makvish, who also helped us get um, Samir on the podcast today. The goal of this campaign is to replace all of the books that he lost and of course to rebuild the bookshop. In addition to that, what they would like to do with this money is establish a new project which would be called the Gaza Cultural Center. This would be a library next door to the bookshop from which readers could borrow books without paying. And one of the reasons behind that is because 
this was part of the spirit of the original bookshop. People could come and browse books. They didn't necessarily have to buy them. They could have a cup of tea and read. And if they couldn't afford, <clears throat> they couldn't afford the book. They could um, they could put it back on the shelf. We talked to Samir about his bookshop and his hopes for the future. Uh, this is a shorter um, episode from what you are used to from us. We'd also like to thank Mariam Juma Stanke, who kindly offered to translate for us. So here's our conversation with Samir. Hi, Samir. Thank you so much for joining us on God Books today. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And hi, Mariam, and thank you for translating for us today. This is the first time we do a translated episode. So we wanted to start with a general introduction. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Samir, and when did you first fall in love with books and with reading? Samir, I started at the very young age. I was working with my father at the start at uh, 1982. Uh, it was at different roles, so it was part to do with the machines as well, with the printing and with the publishing, until 2000. In 2000, I start working on my own, so I developed my own publishing company and I focused on the Palestinian uh, culture and uh, uh, everything related to the Palestinian uh, culture. So uh, he started completely from scratch and by 2021, he already had three branches for the bookshop. 2009 became, one of them became the main branch and this was kind of the central uh, branch for the three uh, entities or the three shops. Okay, and the main entity is the one that we will be, I guess, talking about today and it's probably the one that was destroyed now more recently. Yes, what we're going to be talking about is the main one which was destroyed on 18th of May 2021, this year. Okay. It was a big surprise to me when the bookstore was bombarded because I'm not related or connected to any military or any political parties. So it was kind of neutral. I was in a neutral position when it comes to any political conflict. So let's talk a little bit maybe about the shop before it was uh, sadly destroyed. If we go back a bit, tell us how it all started. How difficult was it for you to open this shop? الصعوبات اللي لقيت يعني ما فيش كان صعوبات عندي بس لأن أنا شخص لحالي كنت أشتغل. So uh, as I started on my own, I had many challenges. The main challenges were to get things inside due to the blockade on Gaza to get things in, and after publishing to be able to publish and be able to import and let things go out of Gaza. So it's mainly the blockade. Of course, it was one of the biggest challenges for me. Could you tell us a little bit about your shop? Who were your customers and um, what was the the role that this bookshop played in your community? I have different groups and different, uh, I don't know if we can call them customers as well, but it's two segments. I have the writers and the readers. When it comes to the readers, I do have a big segment starting from the little children. I have a big segment between 8 to 25 
Then I have people who are seeking higher education and preparing for their PhD and master's thesis. These are also because they need like resources and all. So it's kind of providing the whole environment and the whole society. And of course, we have to keep in mind that in general, the Palestinian people, they love to read. Speaking of your writers, um, we know that you also have a publishing house. And we were wondering what kind of books do you want to publish and why did you also open a publishing house? Talking about publishing, I have different segments, but there is a big uh, part around literature. Then there are novels, then there are short stories. So this is the main books which are published in his, uh, in my area. And we also read that in the store you had, and we hope that you will soon have again, uh, once the store is rebuilt, a lot of English books. And I was wondering if you can tell us why you decided to have English books as well and whether they were hard to obtain because of the blockade. Was it hard to get English books inside the bookshop? So the English uh, section was based on high demand. There were demand from the readers to have access to English books. And besides providing some English books, myself also in my publishing uh, company, I translate as well some even of the international uh, literature, talking about Victor Hugo and many others. So like uh, the Miserable and the, one of the books which been translated. And this is all based on a high demand. So uh, from what languages does he translate? English. From English to Arabic. Okay. English versions of international books and international literature, let's say. Um, could you tell us what happened to your bookshop on the 18th of May? So it's very sad to translate this, but uh, during uh, the war, together with the family, we were sitting like kind of seeking shelter and we were watching the TV and uh, it came as a, a live news on Al Jazeera uh, channel that there is, a, they call them warning missiles or warning attacks. And this comes as a warning to say that now one missile came to this building, so which means we have to be careful more to come. And uh, unfortunately, the warning came saying that Kail building, which the building I have my bookshop on, well, I'm, I'm renting where I'm having my store, was mentioned clearly that a warning missile attacked this. So spontaneously, I rushed out to see because my bookstore is in this building. And I went out and in front of me, the whole building collapsed and crashed after the second attack. I mean, for me, it was devastating. This is my life. This is my dream. This is what I've been working on all my life. And this is, you know, like everything I did till now. So it's all my effort. I saw it just going and disappearing in front of my eyes. Yeah. So what happened in the in the hours and the days after this? What what did you do when your workshop was destroyed, and what did your neighbors and the community around you? How did they react? Uh, unfortunately, and as we all know, when 
something happens in such cases, it hurts directly the affected person. And here it's me and my bookstore. I mean, people showed empathy, but when we talk about physical support, I didn't get any. As always, I've been a hard worker. I worked all my life and I always depend on myself. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get or see any support till now. Uh, one of the things I, I read in the in the press is that residents from the I hope I pronounced this correctly Sheikh uh, Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood of Jerusalem, uh, the days after the bombing they opened the bookshop in honor of your bookshop, um, and I I think this was just one of the responses that pe- people try to do something right to to help in some way. Were there other reactions from either from Gaza or from around the world after your bookshop was was destroyed that that helped you get through the situation? In response to that, it was a great initiative what they did in Sheikh Jarrah. And in response to this initiative, I mean, you know, they brought books and they, they put them kind of a support even if it's a moral support and not directly uh, supporting my bookstore. But due to that, I also reciprocate and I had uh, many books in Ramallah, which is Ramallah, as you know, it's not in Gaza. So I got uh, many books and also I participated and sent these books that the collection will be bigger as well. And I also saw that there is now a fundraising campaign that started um, to support you in in rebuilding the shop and raising money that would allow you to rebuild the shop. What is going to happen now? Do you plan to build the shop in the same place where the old one was? Or um, what is the plan going forward if this fundraising campaign is successful? Of course, I started now uh, temporary with another place, but I want to extend my thanks, big thanks to uh, the human rights. I didn't know the names well. If you don't know, you can tell me what they are. Mahish? Mahavish? Mahavish. And Clive. Clive. Yeah, uh, I want to thank them so much. They are from the human rights in Britain. They are behind the campaign. And uh, I want to extend big thanks to them because they are the ones who are really driving this initiative and trying to support me to renew and reestablish my bookstore. And will there be, do you see it as uh, there being a new bookstore in the place of the old one? Or do you plan to expand the other bookshops that you still run? Or will it be a new place? Just 50 meters away from the bombarded one, I already started establishing the new bookstore. Uh, My aim, of course, and my wish and my passion and my dream to have it bigger and stronger. We definitely, we definitely hope so. And I want to ask one almost final question. I mean, this this is obviously such a tragedy to have your your life's work, what you've been working at for all these years, to see it literally crush in front of you. Do you think for people maybe outside of Gaza that are not so familiar with what is happening there and the conflicts in the area or don't fully understand this conflict, that it made people more 
more aware of the human tragedies that are happening, even if they don't have a political interest in the area. People that are maybe passionate about books and about reading and about bookshops. First, I would like to say that I do support a lot the readers in Palestine and in my neighborhood and in my area. So I even encourage them, the ones who love to read and like and they have passion for reading, even to develop it further by encouraging them even to write if they have this uh, ambition. Uh, of course, I see that this tragedy or the destruction of my book will have also impact that people will be able to see. So I totally agree with your question, Antonia, what you said that this would draw attention to the, what we could call also the, if we're calling it the conflict. Yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest, always what, what words to use, because it's obviously a very complex situation, and I don't claim to have a full understanding of what is happening there. One thing I want to say is that it's really impressive that you are rebuilding the bookshop, and you're going through all this again with all the risk of things still going wrong in the future, and that's a real passion for books and for readers. Shukran, 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 jazeera. Thank you so much. I uh, thanks a lot. I explained clearly for uh, Samir that uh, despite the challenges which might occur, as you mentioned, that he's still having the perseverance and the insistence to rebuild and to win. It's, it's really impressive. I have just one final question. Um, how can how can we with this podcast and how can our listeners, people who will be hearing this recording, how can they help you? Is it uh, is it money? Is it books? Or what kind of support do you most need at the moment? I've never been in this. Uh, first of all, uh, of course, thanks again. Uh, I've never been in such a situation while I was working hard. So I never waited or expected or asked for uh, donations, support and all. But of course, in this situation now, everything is appreciated. I don't have a special request, but any help is appreciated. Well, thank you. And we will add the link to the GoFundMe campaign um, as well. And I hope that uh, you you hit your goal. You're very close to, to hitting the, the target. We hope to, to see a new bookshop rise in, in the place of the old one very, very soon. And thank you very much for, for taking the time to talk to us today, Samir. We really appreciate it. We hope this helps in your um, story being heard and more people being aware of what what is happening and yeah we will definitely keep in touch and, and see how things are progressing and thank you so much Mariam for your wonderful translation we really appreciate it thank you Samir thank you for listening to our chat today we'll see you back here in two weeks in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, follow us on social media, and leave us voice messages at anchor.fm slash cardbooks. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a good book.